Hi, everybody. My name is Jill Renee Feeler with BeaconForLightworkers.com. Hello. I'm so glad you're here. This is our monthly gifted webinar, and I'm delighted to share it with you this December 2014. Let's start with a couple nice deep breaths, please. And just please visualize within your beautiful head in the elevator door as your awareness is kind of walking into that elevator door with your eyes closed. We are asking that elevator to go down through our throat, down our neck, into our heart. And then imagine that those elevator doors open and it's inviting your awareness to also be a, a part of what we call your heart-centered consciousness. Okay, nice deep breath. Rotate your shoulders a little bit. <clears throat> okay. Whew. <laughs> Nicely done, everybody. Okay, you can open your eyes again if you haven't already. So what are we going to do today? <laughs> I actually know the topic today. Sometimes I don't, um, I'm not made, I don't feel aware of a specific topic that w that we specifically want to talk about. So today we're going to be talking about what we call authentic human enlightenment. And beware, my opinions and value systems definitely come through <laughs> in this message today. Um, but I will also try and point out the different kind of other ways that we view ascension being experimented with and explored. And um, I just love for us to be able to t really compare so that we can discern for ourselves which really feels the most um, uplifting to us, the most enlightening to us, the most loving of us and loving of others. Um, this is a really special time for human experience, and we'll be talking more about that in a few minutes, but um, that's kind of the lay of the land in terms of the, the overall topic today. So what am I doing? <laughs> what, what am I doing here? Um, Let's see, where do I start? I don't want to do a full intro because most most that listen to these are aware of my work. But for those that are new, and welcome if you're new, um, I am a, I guess, a modern-day mystic in a lot of ways. And I know that I'm not the only one on the planet. And, you know, thank God, literally, there's, <laughs> there's so many of us now that are um, more in tune and more connected with another version of themselves that's more eternal, um, you know, right in divine alignment with the version of unconditional love, wisdom that's literally timeless. So there's information that I have access to that's not something I've learned in my human experience as Jill. Um, and I know to somebody that's very new to this, it sounds so uh, incredibly woo-woo and very out there. And I completely honor that interpretation and that impression. Um, my background, I have a um, master's degree in business. I worked in um, I had a very successful career in business for um, quite a long time before my choosing to leave um, based on other opportunities that I had and work like this that made me 
feel so literally alive compared to the previous version of myself. And I was always a pretty happy person. I am definitely a glass half full kind of um, individual. I'm very optimistic. Um, and I have a very um, well-trained mind um, that's extremely rational and loves to make sense of things and loves to make things practical. So it's this, uh, for me, a fun kind of dance of the, my extremely rational side and wanting to make sense of things that I experience in a very esoteric, etheric, metaphysical way. Um, I don't like to take things based just based on face value, but I'm open to consider other people's truths and I don't feel the need to discount it and cut it off at the knees just because it's not something I believe or that I uh, find to be true for myself. Um, so my worldview, my personal view of myself and why I'm here, why, you know, how I see others and in your experiences in this lifetime are very, very different than what we would normally come to and grasp from our only human self with only the five human senses. We are scratching the surface of what humanity is capable of. And that makes me extremely excited about the broader possibilities for not only what individually we can experience and know ourselves to be from a from just a sense of inner peace and harmony and loving other people in an authentic, unconditional way, um, to the broader scheme of things related to the human potential for literal human evolution and the progression and um, a forward pace of this planet and all the life that's here. I get really excited about those things and I love to consider the big picture ideas of how exactly are we going to get there? What do we, what, what do we have, um, what devices, not technological devices, but um, more esoteric technology, what, what do we, what assets do we have to work with? And when I look at the, the extreme limitation that I knew and that I know from only my five human senses compared to the amazing, um, you know, creativity and problem solving and insights and practicality and rationality. Yes, I'm saying rationality right alongside esoteric. <laughs> yes, I am. Um, it's just those that limit themselves to an only five human senses being real approach, that is limiting humanity. It's actually a devolution of humanity given the state of affairs right now. So we're, um, I don't feel like it's a doom and gloom when I say that we, there is, we're in a state of desperation. We need more upliftment. We need big ideas. And I don't feel like they're coming from a science-based five human sensory limitation view of what we are, um, what we can be, or even what we've been up to this point. So I love to share because I know that my perspective is unique based on my interconnection to what I call source energy. Um, and I just get excited for others to consider it for themselves, to spark that same divine creativity and divine life force, literally to awaken um, and expand within other humans, knowing how um, game-changing I see it is for me and the thousands of clients I work with across the globe. I see the change we're capable of 
physical healing, um, mental health, uh, a state of well-being, thriving within humanity, um, not just scraping by. And yet there are so many limitations um, that sometimes we impose on ourselves. So, yes, I'm excited for humanity for a lot of valid, rational, and loving reasons. Okay. <laughs> so that's why I'm here. <laughs> and and you're probably here for your own reasons too. <laughs> and they may match up with mine or you might just be curious. Either way, it's fine with me. I'm not expecting another to validate my work. Um, I know it works from my own practical experience, my own application, and what I see um, and witness and hear from my clients. So I'm not looking for um, a standard scientific approach. Um, that's literally uh, shackled to the five human senses. That, you know, how far can we get with that? Not far, obviously, by the evidence around us every day. We can go farther. Let's do that. Okay. Okay. The reason, by the way, I start with the deep breaths at the beginning is to help us expand that awareness. By closing our eyes and taking those breaths, we adjust to the other rhythms and energy patterns that we have available to us within our energy field. Call it an aura, I call it an energy field. It probably doesn't matter what we call it so much. Um, but there's a much broader uh, field, literally source field of energy that we're working with beyond the body, beyond the five human senses. So that's why we do the deep breaths at the beginning. And I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> okay, so let me see if there's any current events. I do want to kind of set the stage and... Um, kind of the context for the message that uh, was shown to me earlier this year. Sorry, I have a watery eye. I'm just going to dab it really quick with a Kleenex. don't know what that's about, but oh well. Okay, so um, in, I think it was September of this year, um, actually it was in the gifted webinar with you guys, that it was shown to me that for December 21st, 2014, for the December solstice, we are literally um, having this amazing opportunity for really all of humanity, all life on the planet. And for those of us that are consciously aware of it, it's like a totally different experience than for those that would go have it go by in an unconscious, not noticing it manner. So what's happening? Um, during these, uh, I gotta go in because I haven't researched this and I wanna make sure I captured accurately. So I'm just going to close my eyes and go deeper <sighs> into my energy field, closer, feeling that closer connection with uh, the source energy that I am and that we each are. Okay. Our ancestors knew of the importance of whew, solstice and equinox um, dates. Hang on just a second. Oh, hang on. You guys might be able to see this. My kitty. Oh, hang on. I got to make Oh, you guys, I apologize. My cat's meowing, and I want to make sure he's okay. And I also want to make sure that he doesn't have an animal with him, a little friend, alive or dead. Hang on a second. <laughs> Real life at the ranch here. <laughs> Oh, kitty. Smokey, my cat. I've talked about him before. He caught a mouse, and no, it's not in the bodysuit anymore. The bodysuit is done. <sighs> oh, it's 
Oh, this cat. I adore him, but he's almost too good of a hunter, and he's so not an indoor cat. So he's both, and yes, he hunts, and uh, it's hard for me to honor that part of him, but I love him, and cats are a different species after all. Okay, let's recenter here. At least I need to, taking a nice deep breath and just saying a blessing for that sweet mouse. Oh, baby. <sighs> I love you. You're so sweet, so cute, and I'm so sorry. And I know you're alive and well in another dimension, and yet still I'm sorry for what happened. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Okay, where were we? Okay. <sighs> okay, so we were talking about our ancestors, our human ancestors, and how they were aware of the solstice and equinox dates because they signify a shift in cycles and energy patterns. They also, um, based on those cycles and energy patterns changing, are related to the interdimensional gateways slash portals of energy between dimensions, interdimensional gateways and portals. So how the energy flows literally in this reality is affected by the opening and the closing and the, the rate of rotation within those gateways and portals. I don't know if I can describe it better than that. It's a, it's a non-physical thing. Um, so even visualizing it is putting it in a time-space continuum, which I don't recommend. Um, so there's a temptation that I have as Jill, if I were an artist, or to, to uh, find an artist that's <laughs> that's telepathic, where I can basically just beam <laughs> a thought to them, and then they can capture it in art. And I know that there are many amazing rep graphic and artistic representations of things like this, but for me, they never capture um, the image of what it is um, in a like a beyond a time-space continuum context. So, okay. Okay, so December 21st, 2012, as many of us recall, was highly lauded based on research that had been done related to the Mayan calendar um, and the advanced uh, awareness that the Mayan culture had about calendar and movement of linear time and all of those things. So uh, there was a lot of hype related to December 21st, 2012, and what the team slash all of us realized was that we could benefit from kind of like a do-over of that December 21st, 2012 um, pinnacle of expectation and desires and um, really building up of, of hope space about what could happen. We're, I want to say, more mature in our light body activation at this point, and we're Many of us have kind of, I want to say, expanded beyond the idea of a rapture program. Um, to me, a rapture program is um, a concept that there is some force beyond humanity that will rescue us. And also the rapture program includes um, the component that some will be saved, quote unquote, and some won't, um, which is really not that different, is it not, than a heaven and hell ideology that some of us left religions because of. Um, so keep that in mind, <laughs> right? 
Okay. So with this do-over for December 21st, 2014, we have the same amount of energy, amplification, importance that we can kind of, uh, I want to say, project in a way or expect from this December solstice this year. And because of the way that we've expanded our expanded consciousness, our pure version of, of source love and source energy, we get to more consciously interact with this event in a much more empowered, enlightened, uplifting way, okay? Not only are we not expecting um, some, well, most of us in a group like this, not only are we not expecting a group to be left behind or perish um, in some way, we are actually more keenly and more um, clearly wanting and desiring for all life to be uplifted by these experiences. We we don't want um, a group to perish or suffer um, because of, you know, lack of awareness or lack of information or um, closed-mindedness, <laughs> whatever the case may be. <sighs> okay. Hmm. We're sliding right into the topic. I can feel it building already. Anyway, so that's what's happening, and that's why we're talking about what we're talking about today. All right? Okay, I don't feel like there's anything else related to current events or energy flows other than that. That feels complete. Let me pause and get a drink here. I have a um, a sparkling water liqua that is tasting so good today. All right. <coughs> so, authentic human enlightenment. And I'm just going to read a little bit of what we had had in the intro for those that um, didn't see that in the the video or wherever, however else you're experiencing this. Our intent with the sharing is to make you aware of the options for enlightenment that we see as newly available. You get to choose. We look forward to offering you an option which assists you in being your divine light of God within your humanity. Being human and light. Light within all aspects of your being human. In light and meant light within. Yes. Um, again, the timing of this message is important as we are attuning our vibration as well as the physical realms for the December solstice, which the team has expressed we have designed to be even more empowering than the December 21st, 2012 solstice event. Okay. <sighs> okay. All right. So authentic human enlightenment. Okay. Oh, I wonder if we're going to get controversial here. It's not my intention to be controversial, but it is my intention to be very clear about what I see and what I witness so that you can decide for yourself. Um, I have honor for you and for all life on the planet. And there is nothing I see or experience from the source energy that I connect with that has an attitude or a belief or even a iota of perception that says that um, this is right and should be imposed for everybody. This is an option and may work for you. I know it works for me. I try it on for size um, to see how it feels. And my gauge of how a belief or a truth or a worldview um, sits with me or resonates with me is how authentically loving it feels. 
Does it feel loving without judgment, without condition of myself, and loving without condition and without expectation of another? Does it honor the free will? That's my kind of checklist that I look for in terms of evaluating different things. From that checklist, I also perceive and um, discern and kind of do my own little I want to say rational kind of dual view of comparison of how I see other worldviews and how I see other teachings kind of playing out and likely consequences for humanity. So I'm delighted for this experience to um, share that perception with you, hoping it's of value to you. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Metatron just said, let's start with those, because I was just seeing this kind of image here. When we experience um, channeled information, what's often called channeled information, where it is from an entity or a source that considers itself not presently part of humanity, it's a disembodied energy that feels wise and hopefully loving, right, um, but assistive, assisting and supportive of humanity. There can be an eyewitness sometimes when I'm just kind of out there doing almost like research and, hey, what else is going on? Who, who else is saying? Who else is saying what? And then I love to compare and contrast or even kind of have a little rational argument about which one I, I like the best, which one feels the most loving to me, which one feels the most... Um, uplifting for humanity, which one feels like it would have an upward spiral to it, all of those things. Sometimes what I often see with a, with a, with a channeled uh, set of wisdom or energy that's of a disembodied nature, it can be very um, like a scientific kind of feeling, vibration to it, almost Spock-like, and it can feel almost uh, like a professor. So it's very um, stuffy and um, opinionated. I have no problems with any of those things, right? It's just based on your tastes and preferences and your value system, right? When I'm looking to connect with source energy, the number one thing I'm looking for is love. Love of me, love of all others, all others. So that's that will immediately, by my value system, determine whether I'm really interested um, in what a certain um, energy disembodied has to say regarding humanity um, and trying to guide us and recommend certain things for us. I just ask you to keep that in heart as you're listening or experiencing channeled information. That doesn't mean it's not a value. That doesn't mean it's not relevant. That doesn't mean it's not uplifting. But just keep that in heart. This is so hard for me. There's a part of me that's still that's like, oh, this is so uncomfortable. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here's a bit of a sassy response um, that I'm feeling, and I'm just going to say it. If they know so much and they care so much, then why the hell aren't they here? Why? Why don't they have a bodysuit? That doesn't mean it's not a value. So I own the sass <laughs> that I brought to that statement. But there is a definite kind of like 
uh, easy for you to say <laughs> kind of approach. So when I feel the connection of my team and that I'm an embodiment of my team, the ability to shift this age doesn't happen without the ground crew. That's you, that's me, that's all of humanity. Whether we're consciously aware of the, the roles and opportunities that we have or not, we are, sh- we are in the midst of a shift of ages. And for those of us that are consciously aware and desiring um, a new outcome for humanity and an, uh, uh, hopefully a more loving, peaceful, joyful life for ourselves, we actually set in motion new paradigms for ourselves. We re-identify ourselves. We um, reconsider different truths and beliefs that had been handed to us rather than just wearing them like a suit of armor that we have to be imposed by our belief systems of our parents, our ancestors, or our culture, or our nature, um, that anything that feels like it's a limitation to what we desire as an upward spiraling or more expansive loving version of ourselves we just rewrite stuff all the time based on our evolutionary change agents, slightly rebellious, hopefully always loving motivations, right? That motivation comes from within. It's part of your encodement. It's part of why we see each other in the way that we do because we don't fit in. We're not here to play by the rules. We're here to change the rules of the game for what it means to be human. Most people will not understand that, will not resonate with that, will not even believe it. And I don't care. (laughs) I don't care who believes it or who doesn't believe it. And yet for those who can hear and want to hear something like this to be supported by it, another option to consider, all those things, wonderful. (laughs) I make time for that because I'm excited about what I see happening and what we each have available to us as recreating our lives and recreating humanity as we each are uniquely led. (sighs) Okay, so I, I, I... I sometimes <laughs> feel a bit of uh, distaste and not, not my flavor of ice cream approach when I notice that the vibration of wisdom, whether it's coming from a disembodied state or an embodied um, connected source in human form, where it's so, I want to say sterile. Um, my version is definitely all about the love. It's 100% about the love for humanity and that love has such an alchemical um, component to it. When we feel love, when we demonstrate love, when we express love, when we animate love, that is not everybody's flavor of ice cream. And I completely honor that. I'm just owning it. <laughs> that, that to me is a huge part of ascension. Because to me, source is love. Source being identified as entirely wisdom to me is not the source energy that I know, not the source energy that I see, not the source energy that I desire to see. That's not the source energy that I seek even. I do not desire wisdom without love. I don't. I desire love wrapped in wisdom. Wisdom being like an effect of the love. I love you so much that I want you, I want to impart my version of wisdom to share with you so that you can consider and discern for yourself. That to me is godly. It's, it's sourceness in its natural, organic state. So anything other than that, I kind of go, hmm, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> that doesn't mean we throw it all out, but I'm, I'm, 
cautiously aware of everything else that's said if I don't feel that. And there is a part of me that when I connect energetically with these disembodied forces that are channeled so regularly on the planet, I'm like, so what's that? Why aren't you here? <laughs> or why doesn't your spokesperson know that you're them? And why don't why 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 isn't there a connection between the human representation of you and you? Why is it disconnected? And sometimes that works well, you guys. We have a habit of disenfranchising our own humanity. So when we interact with each other, even in a spiritual community, uh, with a channeler, with you know whatever we call it, spiritual messenger, sometimes when the human says something and we don't feel like it's somehow connected to the source, sourceness, source layers of them, then it's almost like we question it. Like, well, that was that was just the human version of them. What would the what would the the entity source entity version of them say? What if they're not different? At a full version of um, wholeness and integration between the expanded energy of source being fully experienced and literally embodied within that human, there's no gap. There's no switching gears. There's just these multiple layers of, of experience and range and spectrum and all those things. In my view, you probably want the wholeness, the whole perspective, because otherwise it is sometimes awkward to assimilate um, a version of source energy that's not connected to the human version, that's not perceived and, I want to say, rationalized or um, considered from the human interpretation of it. That's where the relevance comes in. To me, that's where we get more of that compassion, more of the fellow, um, I want to say, respect and honor for other fellow humans, that kind of thing. When I feel like humanity is being um, dejected just by the nature of it being human, um, it doesn't feel right to me. And it feels wrong because it doesn't feel like the version of source energy that I know or that I want to know. I don't even want to know a version of God that would look at humanity as a slave race, as a stinky, putrid version of life. Do you? I don't at all. So if that's some of the kind of attitude and belief system that a divine energy is representing in their attitudes, in their um, like disconnection from uh, love and honor for humanity, then I'm almost indifferent about maybe most, maybe all, of other wisdom or insights that they have to share. It may be curious information about how they see things, but there is a very special reason why this group is embodied. There is a very divine purpose in why you are in a bodysuit and why I am in a bodysuit. And it's because it gives us the authority of being our creator energy in human form. If, 
if what we're talking about here is it is in other in the case of other channelings or other other spiritual messengers and teachings, when the teaching is coming from a disembodied my goodness, Smokey is just keeping me on my toes today. Hey, kitty. Um, when the source of information is coming from a disembodied sense of source, then it doesn't have the same authority for the shift. So let's just kind of pause right there. If it doesn't have the same level of authority as those of us in human form, and if it is as expanded as it thinks it is, it should know that and be aware of that. So if it's trying to pretend, or if it's acting as if it knows more than us, and that it's superior to us because we're in human form, if it's demeaning our human experience and like demolishing the fact that because we're in human form, it's probably a poor word choice there, but the English police can just come and arrest me then. Um, if it is demeaning us because we are human, then it, in my view, has a different agenda other than the upliftment of humanity and other than the full restoration of divine sovereignty in human form. Please watch for that in all wisdom. Because there are so many ways, ingenious ways, and frustrating ways, that we have, all of us as source, created the separation age, where they are layers upon layers, and avenues upon avenues, and, and routes upon routes, and processes upon processes, for guiding us directly away from the source energy that we are that we've always been, and that we will always be. So it makes me pissed off, and it makes me want to cry. When I meet with some of you in private sessions, or I just tap into the collective and I see this going on, where there are these fellow members of the ground crew that are wired so, similar to, so similarly to me, that we have access, we have authority, we've got this hall pass, literally, for being creative energy, creator energy in human form, to dynamically alter and upgrade our lives as we see fit, disregarding truths and beliefs that no longer serve humanity and no longer serve evolution and progression of humanity. And whenever I see a teaching or a teacher or supposed wisdom that has us chasing our tail, making us feel like we have to earn the right to be light, like we are one breath or one step away from screwing up again and getting right back into another human body suit, another reincarnation where we're trapped and feeling separate from the light of God that we are. I'm so done with it. <laughs> I just am. And I, I'm impressed and, like I said, just pissed off at how many ingenious ways we come up with to chase our ass all over the place and chase others' asses all over the place, trying to find a sense of purpose or a sense of meaning or a sense of wholeness. You have purpose because you exist. You're whole. Because you're the light of God, right where you are right now. I know you can't feel it, most of you, 
and I will do everything I can to help you realign your thoughts and your beliefs and your energy patterns so that you can see and know the light of God that you are and that you've always been. What is your version of God? What is it? Does it have a hell? Does it have a naughty corner? Would it create a source of life that's just conscious enough to self-create a hell just for its sheer enjoyment to see if you get it right like a mouse in a maze chasing the cheese? That's not my version of God. And yet we are just capable enough in our varying levels of consciousness to create and experience a version of God that is exactly that. And we want to be enlightened. We want to be a better person. We want to um, help another group. We want to support a certain you know, area of, of passion or interest that we have. And when we do so from a state of brokenness and from a sense of being you know, in operation in a completely broken system... There's only so much positive change you can actually make. Because it's not accessing, it's not animating the version of you that is whole and complete and nothing but loving. That, to me, is authentic ascension. Is the connection, the knowing, the restoration within the human self that we are the light of God no matter what we're doing here or not doing or here in this reality that there is no negative consequence imposed by uh, an enlightened uh, creator source of energy that wants to punish us or that would allow for a a, a permanent disconnection from the source energy. Okay? Now, it would be unfair of me (laughs) and um, dishonoring for me not to give an explanation for then why the hell did we have the separation age, right? If it wasn't because of a God that wants to punish or a God that likes to play games with certain forms of life, apparently humanity, then what the hell is the separation age about? What the hell is this dark age that we're coming out of and why would we want to shift out of it? What are we coming out of exactly? Let's take a nice deep breath for a moment (laughs) so that we can just open up to the possibilities of, of this amazing truth that makes it so simple and so loving and so easy to restore the light that you are. So let's take a nice deep breath. Earth is an experiencing place for source energy. Souls aren't born here. Life is transmitted, in a sense, into this reality through interdimensional gateways, also known as portals, into this reality. 
the essence of source energy that is animating and um, I want to say sharing the energy of itself into this reality, into Earth, into a human form or any other form that it knows itself as, any other form of physicality of any kind, air, mineral, plant, vegetable, whatever. A plant is a vegetable. <laughs> anyway, you know what I mean. Okay. So that part of the energy that is um, intending to extend itself into a reality like Earth, where it is going to go totally into a separated uh, state of, of not knowing, not feeling connected, not being conscious in the same way that the source energy is. That source energy is part of the all that is. Okay? It's fully loving, fully conscious, whatever you expect that to mean. And it makes choices. It's curious. It's infinite. It expands. And it says, I wonder what would happen if. And I wonder what about that. If we did that or if we did this uh, as source energy, what would happen? And in its source energies, curious, infinite curiosity, to me, to be an infinite energy body, it has to be curious or it wouldn't be infinite. <laughs> okay. That part of itself said, I wonder what would happen if I didn't know I was source. I wonder what would happen if I didn't know I could create. I wonder what it would be like to be that. Okay? So it's not serving us well to try to put it in linear time because in the source energy vibration of it, it's beyond location, it's beyond the time-space continuum, the linear time that we know of, it's beyond the physical realities of Earth. So just pause right there for a moment. That source energy, the vibration, the broad, the breadth and depth of source energy to which I refer actually doesn't even have a width and a diameter and a height and a depth, right? It's beyond the time-space continuum. It's omnipresent. It's everything all at once. And that identity is 100% loving and curious, caring, compassionate, graceful, all those things. So in order to satisfy that curiosity of creating a reality in which to pretend it isn't itself, oh, here we are. Earth was created, humanity's created, other life forms are created, um, linear time is created, cycles of time are utilized, which is a convention that we have in the all that is in terms of the cycles, not necessarily linear, but energy patterns that repeat over and over and over again. So in this reality, there there is an opportunity for us to forget that we're God. And when we forget that we're God, we don't act like God right? There is such a different rhythm, literally, of energy 
that, and we created such a cool way of doing this, right? We're like, okay, I'm <laughs> you know, arms and legs and eyes. Um, what sensory system? What will I utilize to access my my dampened consciousness? Oh, let's do five. Let's do five human senses, and then we'll have these metaphysical layers of thoughts and feelings and um, attitudes and beliefs and those sorts of things that would drive. Um, the behavior and drive the energy, but it's unconscious. So anything, anything can happen here. Okay? Anything can happen here. So in our desire, in our ancestors, our human ancestors' desires to interpret what the hell is going on here, um, and in some cases wanting to have something or someone in control, we created religions we created stories, we created mythology, we created a whole bunch of interpretations of what is going on here and how we got into the state that we're in right now. Okay? All of them were created, all of those beliefs and ideologies and religions and all of those things were in many, I mean, humanity played a role in that from its unconsciousness. All of it, <laughs> all of it in a shift is ripe for reevaluation, right? All of it. Every single iota. <laughs> every single belief. Every single feeling, even, um, is ripe for kind of reconsideration. Um, because everything has more than one interpretation. Everything. There is more than one vibration to it. There's more than one dimension to it. There's more than one perspective to it. There's more than one view of it. And to me, I'm totally okay with the idea, and actually I recommend the idea, that there are multiple truths and belief systems that happen simultaneously within each human. They run side by side each other. When we start to get into the I'm right and you're wrong, because that's what we had to have in the separation age, relativism scares the crap out of anyone that is supporting the separation age because to have the ship hang together in a state of unconsciousness there has to be some sense of uh, consistency and stability in terms of what's right and what's wrong so we can have an underlying value system as we go forward in humanity of valuing life valuing human life as well um, Amplifying the creator ability of human uh, consciousness and human form. Restoring authority to humanity as the um, consciousness uh, carrier, literally within this reality. Other life forms don't have that like we do, you guys. Okay, so that doesn't mean that it's uh, that it's superior necessarily to other life forms, but and, but and, we need to consciously um, be aware of our responsibilities, uh, the authority over the other um, kind of forms of life and those sorts of things. We need to be responsible, which just means to me responding to our abilities as divine creator in human form. So anything, any ascension program or belief system or um, human enlightenment protocol that begins to assign authority outside of you to someone else, I have a yellow flag or a red flag even that starts to wave. And I hope that you see that too. Where is the authority in the human enlightenment process 
given? Is it authority of a disembodied energy that isn't, that doesn't or doesn't recognize or take ownership for a human embodied representative of itself? Okay. Oh, I need to go back to a point. Thank you. Yes, I see that. Okay, that's one component of it. Is it uh, a human teacher who feels their own connection to source energy, a um, human spiritual messenger, etc., that is in any way telling you kind of with a patting on the head almost approach of, um, I know better than you for yourself. I know I know what's best for you and just leave everything to me kind of approach, right? That to me is not guiding you um, or assisting you. Sorry, I'm just smoky as like... <sighs> Scat. <laughs> Exasperating. Okay, I'm keeping an eye on him. Okay. That opportunity for us to restore our sovereignty is a one-by-one opportunity. Each of us can only do it for ourselves. No one can assemble this for us. Others can model it. They can guide it. They can recommend. But I just encourage you to know that the authority for all of these things lies squarely and solidly and perfectly divinely within you your authority is in your hands and that's the huge opportunity and one of the many huge opportunities related to the shift is restoring that divine authority to the human experience okay okay um the other component here is related to the um let's see where else did we want to go oh let me back up for that other thing for a second one of the reasons by the way that some of these disembodied energies get so popular um in some ways um indifferent to what no matter what they're saying is that we we have di- diminished our uh the human role so if your perception or your belief or your truth is that if you're in human form then you weren't good enough to stay in heaven then i can totally understand why you wouldn't care what the other humans say you want to you want to go to a bigger source of divine energy than than us lowly humans because we don't know what we're doing here and we never will uh we need a higher power and it's not in us it's it's somewhere out there That's definitely not my truth. <laughs> definitely not my truth. But I understand that that it's, I mean, that's true in religions. Um, that's true in in some non-religious yet spiritual practices as well. That there's some other authority other than ourselves over what's best for ourselves and what's best for humanity. And that is just not why I'm here. That's not my purpose for being on the planet. That's not my desire for being a human version of just a sheeple um, sort of experience. Okay? All right. So, you know, be aware (laughs) of that. Okay. 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 So... As we go forward in what we would call an authentic human enlightenment experience, does that mean that you have to mean that you have to restore psychic ability? No. Does it mean that you have to be a channeler? No. Does it mean that you have to be a healer? No. 
does it mean that you have to have a public role and you have to be on stage? You have to be helping millions of people. No. Does it mean that you have to author a book? No. Human enlightenment, authentic human enlightenment, means your willingness to play with and explore and possibly own and claim the light of God, the source energy, the divine consciousness that you are in your all that is in the part of you that that is on kind of the other side of those dimensions, gateways, and portals. The source energy of you is you and you are an extension and animation of that source energy that need not take anything away from your identity as 100% light 100% pure 100% divine 100% whole and complete and holy you weren't cast off here because you were broken you weren't uh, thrust here because you weren't good enough to be experiencing yourself as the wholeness that you are in the all that is. You are an experience for your wholeness. In no matter what you do or don't do, you are 100% without question the light of source energy. And in this reality, earth, humanity, we are offered varying levels of consciousness, varying um, wiring for what we want to be, let alone what we can be. Our desires, our passions, our tastes, our preferences, our value systems, all of those things are in alignment with what you, as your source energy, created to be in this reality. And in this reality, there's full free will, even if you don't feel like there is. Our consciousness limits our ability to comprehend the free will slash creator ability that we have here. It's exciting when you look at it that way, right? There's nothing to fix. There's truly nothing to heal. There's nothing broken about you as your source energy. Now, the human experience, the physical expression of you, may feel like it really needs healing. It may feel very broken and very incomplete and unwhole and unholy. That's the part <laughs> where there's the big opportunity. But your core nature, your source energy, is you. You didn't stop being that just because you joined this reality, just because there's an aspect of you that's here. Okay? That's been part of the separation age paradigm that tells us that even in some of our favorite religious teachings such as Hinduism and Buddhism and um, native native tribes uh, traditions and oral stories and oral history we there are some versions that we feel are closer to God uh, than other religions and other stories um, other teachings and um, archetypes even but all of them can, again, lead us back to a separation age experience where we somehow feel 
like someone as beautiful and glorious and loving as the Dalai Lama is closer to God than we are. The Dalai Lama is a beautiful representation of source energy for you to uh, to know as a comrade. Do you need to be the Dalai Lama to be any closer to God than who you are right now? You are the light of God, exactly who you are right now. You don't need to earn it back. You don't need to fix anything to get back to the other reality. In this shift of ages, we are dramatically expanding the access to ourselves in our human energy field to the source energy that we are. Our sense of energy (laughs) goes through the roof. Our sense of uh, light and life and feeling alive, our sense of joy, our sense of peace, our sense of excitement, our sense of imagination and creativity, um, all of those things amplify the more that we expand. Authentic expansion is in harmony with all of those things. Okay? So everything along that way can be reevaluated and revisited as you feel led. To me, there are m- many, many different programs and archetypes and situations that we can get into where we are perpetuating the separation age beliefs. We are, we are feeling like humanity needs to be saved, um, even by ourselves, that another human needs to be saved from something. Isn't it also possible that no matter what another form of life is or isn't experiencing, that they too are whole and complete source energy that is also having an experience on earth alongside us? Does that mean we don't care about others? Does that mean we don't help others as we feel led? That's up to us, <laughs> whether whether we become totally indifferent and discompassionate. To me, it means that I care more about life. I'm looking for signs of loving life, and I, I want to have more reasons to love life, and I'm not disappointed um, in my desire or pursuit of that. And yet, um, I don't feel the same way as a lot of people do about things that need to be fixed or saved or rescued from themselves in the midst of a human experience. That doesn't mean I want suffering. That doesn't mean I like suffering in this reality. I just view the solution as very different. I've, my perception is, and this is what I get excited about with more and more of us becoming more divinely conscious and divinely aware. Again, that doesn't mean a healer. That doesn't mean psychic. That doesn't mean a channeler. That doesn't mean we're, you know, a healer. That doesn't mean we're on stage in front of millions of people. I don't, that, That isn't what I'm talking about. You are the light of God. Whether you are doing any of those things or all of those things or none of those things, you are that. So right where you are (laughs) right now, as more of us are consciously aware of the creator ability that we are literally restoring from within, from within our heart space, into our human expression, we will come up with a whole different range of possibilities and solutions and problem-solving techniques for any of the ailments that humanity and Earth is experiencing right now. Any and all of those will be much more 
um, the problems and solutions will be much more divinely inspired, much more, um, I want to say, authentic and sustainable and, and I want to say, non-harmful um, to others with less, uh, I think we call them negative externalities in economics, um, where we are not only looking for win-win situations in every solution and problem-solving approach, we are expecting and even demanding win-win situations that everyone has the potential to be uplifted by any and every solution that's offered. Yeah. <laughs> that's where humanity can be operating right now. Now, do we operate right there? No. <laughs> because we're not all we're not all looking for the same things, we're not all expecting the same things. And a huge um annoyance for me right now is <laughs> for some reason I get really passionate about this every once in a while. I am so annoyed <laughs> by the dependence on science to prove things. Um, right alongside that annoyance is honor that the scientific method and scientists and the whole community of those that appreciate and rely on science have done the best they could with what they knew. And yet it's entirely limited into the experience of the five human senses. And it almost will not, and uh, will not honor, and will easily, like, shut down and debunk anything that even smells like a metaphysical, esoteric, or mystical reality. And to me, that's a recipe for devolution. It's a recipe for repeating mistakes. I know a lot of people feel like the, the, uh, the, the, grand approach to not repeat your mistakes is to know your history okay that's fair and yet to me the really grand approach the divine approach maybe to creating authentic <laughs> solutions to problems is by expanding our consciousness to include in our awareness and in our skill set the divine realms which is beyond the reach beyond the wiring of the five human senses as long as science is hinged to and shackled to the five human senses, I don't expect very much from it. My burden of proof is totally different than a scientist. It, it just is. I accept it. It's, it doesn't make our jobs any easier because that burden of proof has become such a standard in humanity. Um, but I'm okay with that. We've broken a lot of other rules and um, are okay not fitting the mold and not fitting in in other ways. And I feel confident and comfortable um, with another way of doing things that isn't sanctioned, warranted, confirmed, or even um, appreciated by others. That is in many ways another um, purpose for knowing yourself in a deeply authentic way as the source energy that you are. Because as the fellow game changer that I see you as, there is so there are so little um, moments in our lives, most likely where we are honored, appreciated, or even um, seen in some cases by mainstream and by those that the spotlight maybe is shown upon, or those that easily get things somehow moving in this reality there is some inertia because everything has been geared for the separation age that doesn't make me feel hopeless or helpless it just makes me very clear about what I'm expecting and um, how 
you know, kind of like creating, imagining, envisioning another way that this happens. To me, the five human senses are a lagging indicator of the energy that's operating within the human at a metaphysical um, antimatter sort of realm in the creator space. So the more conscious we become of those creator vibrational layers, the more our five human senses can actually work with physical reality to experience and know energy in an upgraded and updated sense, which is another layer of recreating this reality entirely from the ground up because we have the authority to do so and that honors the free will in this reality. Any other life form trying to impose their will on humanity does not have the authority that you and I do by being in the bodysuit. That's a cosmic like law related to humanity, related to life, related to divine consciousness and physical form. I can't prove that to you, and yet is there a part of you within your deep knowing self that just says, somehow I just know that's right. And we can act in accordance with that cosmic God law, source law, in this reality, even if the rest of humanity isn't aware of that rule, or the rest of the spiritual community is looking to see a whole different opportunity that's okay. To me, that's not the what I call authentic ascension. Um, I, I know I'll come up with a better word for that because, of course, authentic ascension implies that the other forms of ascension are inauthentic. Um, <laughs> in some ways, to me, based on what I see and what I'm shown, they are inauthentic. They lead to more separation. They lead to more chasing the tail kind of approach, um, which I don't feel like we're here for. I don't feel is enjoyable. Um, and I see that there's a whole different way of doing this, and I just want to make sure you know your options because I love you so much. And I see you. I see your source energy. I see your beautiful human expression that you are, how much you care, how much um, evolution you desire in your own life and for the rest of life here on the planet. I see your heart, and I see your beautiful intentions, and I will do everything I can to continue to assist you and support you in connecting with the source energy that you are, knowing that that's where uh, the magic happens on a micro level within within the human of, of you and of me and of others. And then it spreads, it grows, it uplifts, and it changes the human dynamic. Just by changing you, you've accomplished your mission. Just by experiencing you, you're having an experience, and that's that's valuable <laughs> to source, or we never would have created this reality to begin with, okay? Okay, so notice the kind of pitfalls and traps and those sorts of things that get us back into a mode of questioning ourselves, questioning our authority, not trusting ourselves, feeling unconfident. It's okay to feel unconfident. Um, or lack of confidence or um, insecurities about our ability to be 
uh, conscious divine source in in form um, because it feels like oh my god it's too much responsibility I can't handle it um, there's a part of us that can easily freak out by all of this there's a part there's a whole bunch of layers to who we are including the separation age kind of the energy patterns that are available right alongside the source energy side they all hang together we can allow them to hang together without allowing that to dismantle your further progression of the light of God and conscious human form that we are that we are and that that, again it's the consciousness restoration that's the key (sighs) okay (laughs) all right okay I'm just checking in and seeing if we got everything that we uh we wanted to oh they're smiling Okay, good. Thank you. Metatron is just saying then and more. (laughs) Very good. All right. Okay, so I'm going to get a drink. Um, Please stretch your shoulders. Oh, my goodness. Uh, uh, uh. Stretch your neck if you need to. Ooh. Ah. Okay, so let's get a drink, and then I will take a some calls. I feel led to take some calls. So if you're on the phone, click star two to raise your hand. Um, or you can type a question in the question box too. And we won't spend a lot of time on Q&A because um, I'm scheduled to end in 19 minutes. And I do want to do a meditation slash activation. Okay. All right. So we'll have maybe uh, 10 minutes for the uh, Q&A time. Alrighty. Okay, let me go over to the Q&A box here. Hmm. Aw. Okay, very good. Okay, let's see. Lots of good comments here, too. Oh, it's hard to pick here. Let's see. Hmm. Sorry, you guys. Someone's at my door, and obviously I'm not getting it, but my dog wants me to. Samson. Come here, Sam. It's all right. I know. I heard the doorbell, too. Come here. Oh, come here. Come here, honey. Okay, it's all right. Okay, that's a good boy. Okay, um, Mary from Bahrain is saying, How do you perceive old-fashioned retreats, whether they be Buddhist, yogic, or new egg? New, oh, new egg. That was funny. New age chakra balancing and grounding techniques and the new paradigm gel. For those of us who can't make it all the way to Cancun in April, sadly, thanks and bless you for your work, Mary. Oh, blessings to you too, Mary. Thank you. And I'm sorry you can't come to Cancun. Bahrain is a long ways away. Um, okay, so how do I perceive, as you call it, old-fashioned retreats? I feel like, um, let's see. That is a good question. I don't, and maybe it doesn't matter um, how I perceive them, but 
for those that are that you know really resonating with a message like this, I I feel like all of us are really well served by being really discerning because just because it may look old fashioned doesn't mean that you won't get anything out of it. Um, I I wouldn't for me spend my money on um, or my time on something that feels like it's kind of a different paradigm of spirituality or, you know, mindfulness and those sorts of things, they just don't resonate with me. Um, so for me, I don't feel expansion there. I don't feel upliftment there. I don't feel resonance and I don't feel support. Um, that doesn't mean I don't, uh, that doesn't mean I want to like tell them don't do that anymore or, you know, say to somebody don't do that. But if you feel led to it, then there's probably purpose in it. Um, I'm not led to it, so I'm not going. <laughs> so I wouldn't do things like that. But, you know, we are each different. And for some of us, we are more, I want to say, I mean, we are, we are just each wired so differently. Some of us really, really appreciate having some sort of kind of like tribe and community to engage with and interact with. So, I mean, I have clients that totally resonate with my work and they also are part of a local community that has never heard of me or has heard of me but doesn't resonate with me and they do their own their own thing for spirituality and it's it's about more than whether they all see things the same way or whether they all look at authentic ascension and authentic human enlightenment in the same way as each other there's other reasons and value they see for getting together so it doesn't always have to be about um, some of the things like we talked about today. There are other uh, values and intentions for getting together in a spiritual kind of experience like a retreat. Okay. So I guess be really clear though about what you're looking for, what you're expecting and discerning about whether that opportunity that you've identified is a match for that. Okay. Um, so that's, that would be my recommendation on that. Okay. Hi, Kathy. Oh, hi, Pia. Okay. Rodrigo from Tauranga, Tauranga, I think I'm saying that correctly, is saying, knowing that source is everything, will this also include evil, anger, envy, etc.? Um, all those bad things we don't like and keep us separated. Those to me are <laughs> keep us separated. It's 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 that and a whole bunch of other things. Just awareness that we are already light to me is the biggest element of separation that I'm coming across these days. It's not evil, anger, envy. Um it's it's lack of uh uh acknowledgement that we are already source energy. By by pretending that we are not source energy we're separated from source energy. <laughs> so no matter what gets you to that sense of being separated, all of it is is kind of uh, for the experiencing of separation. Um, okay, and one thing, Rodrigo, I definitely want to point out, and I am going to go and find this article right now, because um, the way that you wrote, knowing that source is everything, I just express caution in that because in, uh, there was a particular article that uh, or message, written message that we shared on this topic that I was blown away by and um, I feel like it's really helpful because that this, this notion that um, source is everything 
when it's coming from the perception of this reality and the separation age consciousness tends to project that source energy on that other side of the dimensions where it's all there, that it's some gray soup. It's a mix of good and bad. It's it's not purely good and it's not purely bad. It's some beautiful yin-yang balance of the two. And that is so not um, <laughs> what what I'm shown. That's not my truth. That's not what I see. That's not what I experience. So I I was when I was dialoguing with my team about this, um, we recognized that there was a message that could help offer another perspective related to what what is the all that is, and is it a blend of dark and light? Lack of light is something we can experience in a reality like Earth. Lack of light isn't something on um, in the all that isness. It's in a contained, confined reality like Earth in the separation age. Can you see that that's why it's contained and confined, right? So this is actually fascinating because for those of you that know like Stephen Greer or those of you that are part of ufology kinds of communities that that feel like Earth is trapped and we've been quarantined is the word I've heard in the bubble. And we kind of feel like, yep, we're screwed. (laughs) Some of those some of those life forces, they've got permission to go back and forth. Um, We don't have permission to go back and forth, so they must have special privileges that we don't have. That is one interpretation. (laughs) Another interpretation is that our source energy, which we are all the time, omnipresent, beyond the time-space continuum, including while we have chosen to have the human experience, that version of us is intelligent enough and loving enough to say, when this group is wanting, for the, for those divine energies, source energy that are creating life forms to experience this reality where you can forget that you're God and no unconsciousness and create a separation age and a whole infinite seemingly number of ways to pretend that, to, to know yourself as not being God and just kind of, I wonder what happens when we forget that we're God and unconsciousness and the opportunity for war and hate and famine and disease and all of these things. You want that contained. <laughs> you don't want that just out everywhere. You, <laughs> It makes sense to keep it a bit in an arena and have those dimensional states a little bit, um, I want to say, supervised and managed, not to the human's detriment, but for source, <laughs> for source energies like relevance and um, like divine will and divine intelligence. <laughs> that, that just made sense that we all did it that way. And then still, under those circumstances, we as source energy said, I'm going to go in. It's perfect. I can't. It's almost like it'll be perfect. I can't get out. (laughs) So (laughs) we didn't do that as punishment to ourselves. We did that knowing that it was part of this experience of separation. And for those of us as part of the ground crew coming in, where literally we are here to shift an age We come in with a different set of wiring. So we're not just sitting here saying, oh, my God, it sucks here. You know what I mean? Chances are we're asking some really interesting questions like, who am I and why am I here? You guys, not everybody asks those questions. Okay? So, and those that do are probably more than likely having some very unsatisfying answers. (laughs) Um, Or... Maybe not. <laughs> My team just cracked to me. They're like, not if they're here to experience separation. Not not when you consider that source energy is having a whole host of valuable experiences here, no matter what it looks like from the human experience. 
and as conscious creators with a set of value systems that we operate from, that we have values, source has values, source is not indifferent about hate or love or famine or feast, it's that in this reality we have those polar opposites. Whether you are on the feast end or the famine end, neither experience denies the identity of the source energy as 100% love and 100% pure. So we don't share that with an expectation that there's this, oh, well, it's all just an experience anyway, what's the point? Then I, then I don't care. I'm indifferent about everything because my source energy is fine and so, on, so is everyone else's, so I'm not going to help myself and I'm not going to help anyone here. I don't think that that's possible, <laughs> given your natural wiring, to want to have that connection, to want to restore a sense of self and a sense of authentic, pure, personal connection with God within your own identity. So even if you did try to pretend you didn't care, I don't think it would last very long, given your natural wiring, which is here to help your shift in age, which you have authority to do, which we do by recreating our own human experience. It has nothing to do with what we do with others. Okay? This isn't about giving up everything in a Buddhist approach, selling everything, you know, no material possessions, and then all of a sudden, you know, going in a cave for 40 days and serving humanity as almost like a slave race. That is, if you feel led to do that, awesome. But it is, and I do not agree with apparently what I understand is for, for many the Buddhist approach. It, to me, because to me it's not the Buddhist consciousness. That's why I have a, recon, a weird reconciliation with it of, but that's not what Buddha is. That's not what he represented in terms of enlighten, enlightenment, but that's the modern day interpretation of it. So I've got this little uh, shell game that I get to kind of play with as Jill. And, you know, what's, oh yeah, that's right. The present-day version of Buddhism, just like present-day science is limited, and present-day everything is ready for an upgrade, okay? That doesn't mean we have to judge it or feel better than that. It's just awareness of does it meet your sense of who and what the God energy is in human form, and do you want to experience it in a more whole and complete way, where you don't have to leave anything out, of your reality and you don't have to go in a cave for 40 days and you don't have to not have material possessions you don't have to you don't have to have material possessions it's either or you have authority <laughs> use it <laughs> right okay so this article that i was um mentioning is called expanding beyond the separation game on earth into unity consciousness and for me and i've heard from many many others it's a very helpful representation of another view of source that isn't a yin-yang blend of light and dark. It's not a mush. Because to me, Archangel Michael and the other energies that we tend to know of, um, know as uh, closer source energy than we are in our humanness, they're not fighting evil. They're not like, oh my God, there's that shadow again. <sighs> you know what I mean? They don't have that. We do <laughs> in our human experience. And we don't need to fix that in order to feel um, ascended, evolved, etc. It it's healthier to have a better, different perspective of it, but you don't need to fix it before you earn the light of God that you already are. You don't need to earn it. Okay? And you're not flawed. 
just by the sake of your being human. You're a volunteer. Yay! <laughs> well, I'm glad you're here anyway. <laughs> okay. All right. So there is that. And yeah, we got to get Martin on here. Okay. So thank you. And these other questions, I know I like to. Um, so, all right. <laughs> okay. So with any belief, with any truth, with anything that you feel, but, but this. Allow yourself the possibility that that belief, belie- belief or truth that you were trying to force fit into your ascension process, human enlightenment, may just not be a match. It may be the perfect match for separation age experiencing. And if that's the case, then why would you want to have it match who you are and how you identify yourself and the world for that you excuse me, the worldview that you create for yourself going forward. Let it be. Just let it go. The beliefs and the truth, we have in the separation age let our identity be defined by our beliefs and truths. Yes? Going forward, therefore, they were pretty rigid <laughs> by definition, right? Because you didn't want your identity to be all shaken up every, every moment. Going forward, and for some of us already, our identity is 100% rooted in the source energy that we are. So a truth and a belief is just something to play with, something to explore. So for me, it's like, hmm, okay, let me... Let me feel into that. Let's see if that were, if it was my belief that in order to be closer to God, I had to die, huh, then I probably would be trying to end my life, to be honest with you. If that were my belief, that would just be a natural, natural conclusion in my mind. Um, but I don't believe that. <laughs> so I'm not trying to end my life. I see very clearly that the opportunity is to restore light in consciousness and divine authority to humanity. So to me, it's about an upliftment and an upgrade of being alive. It's the graduation of of life by recognizing it is already light. And that makes the whole experience even more amazing. Yeah? <laughs> so does the body still have kind of a limited lifespan given the way we've been using it? Yes. There's a whole series of of physical remnants of the separation age, whether it's, you know, genetically modified foods or whatever else whatever else the case may be. So in some cases we can there are so many and I know I'm going over and I'm okay with that. <laughs> I hope that you're okay with it. Um we can easily get distracted by thinking that the physical reality on earth has to be fixed in order for us to have been our job, to have been successful, to us to have fully ascended, or for us to be fully enlightened, or for us to know ourselves as completely light. I get that. That's a very, um, I want to say, ambitious and honorable pursuit. But I'm not waiting around. (laughs) I've decided not to wait around for all the other humans to get it. I'm not waiting for full disclosure. I'm not waiting for aliens to land on the front lawn. Um, I'm not waiting for uh, 
you know, food to be pure and whole and pristine as it probably was originally divinely created and divinely intended. I'm not waiting for my water to be perfect before I claim the light of God that I am. I'm not waiting. See, in that case, our impatience serves us well. Don't you agree? (laughs) So it's okay if you want to do that. That is totally your option. Free will totally allows you to do that, right? But notice the limitations of that too. If at any point you're saying, I can't claim the light of God until everything here is perfect, until I have the food, the water, the shelter, the clothing, um, that all of my physical reality represents the light of God that I, that I sense I might be or could be or will be on the inside. The physical realities of earth are the lagging indicator of what human consciousness has allowed and what divine consciousness has set up in the separation age. So another reason <laughs> why just getting started kind of on our own process of reconnection and, and conscious creation and all, all of those things sets in motion a different experience and different uh, where literally our, our sensory awareness in the physical and the non-physical is just completely rewired based on the divine consciousness, the divine will, the value system being very clear about being um, honoring of life, honoring of humanity, looking for love um, as a resonant vibration in all experiences, feeling love for self by expanded self by source and wanting slash uh, playing with ourselves and not <laughs> that sounded funny, um, experimenting with ourselves, exploring ourselves into the deeper layers where we can find that unconditional love for all others with exactly what they're being right now. Because I'm not waiting for others to fix themselves before I love them either. Nope, that to me is not the God essence that I know, and it's not the God that I even want to know. That would be conditionally loving. That's the separation age view of God, and that's not the real God, <laughs> the real source that I know. Okay. <laughs> All right. Wow, we covered a lot of stuff today. Okay, so I hope that's helpful. Mm, mm, mm. I love, I love, 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 love this opportunity to share, and I'm so excited um, about what humanity can be going forward. So it's awesome. Alrighty. All right. So let's do a meditation activation. Please close your eyes. (sighs) Take a nice deep cleansing breath for yourself. (sighs) Relax your shoulders. Slow your breathing, please. There is a force of energy that has nothing but love, nothing but honor, nothing but positive things to say about who you are right now. And upon closer review, this force of energy 
doesn't have anything bad to say about your past either. Doesn't have any judgment. It's not that there weren't other choices. It's just that all of your choices are still in alignment with the God source energy that you are, with your love, with your light as source energy. All of it. Nice deep breath. Close your eyes, please. So perhaps the biggest question in this entire message is will you allow yourself to receive that love from exactly who and what you are right now? Can you let that version of love that loves you exactly how and who and what and where and why you are right now in this present moment? Can you flood yourself with the love of source energy without limitation, without holding anything back, just letting it wash, letting that love flood you every nook and cranny of your physical experience, your physical body, your non-physical layers, the antimatter and matter of you. And if you're not sure, why don't we just try it out? Okay? Okay, close your eyes if they're not closed already. Put a smile on your face. And let a warm feeling start developing from inside your heart. And as your physical heart, the organ of your heart, is pumping... Let that warm glow expand bigger and bigger and bigger. It's warm because it's alive and it's moving. It's in motion. It's always in motion, flowing across all dimensions of you throughout all the layers, all the stories, present in every single iteration of how you know yourself and even how you don't know yourself. This warm source of energy is present. Is it in the shadows or can you feel it? Allow yourself to feel that warmth It may be a heat kind of warmth or it may be a light kind of sensation where there's a growing sense of light even though your eyes are closed. So it's like an esoteric or etheric light that's expanding. And now I'm going to count to three. And we're going to let that light and or warmth, just like we're pulling out the cork on a champagne bottle and it's just like... Kaboom. Everywhere in your awareness. One, two, three. Mm -hmm. Nice deep breath. 
now you wish may wish to repeat with me I am eternal source energy and I'm also human and I desire to reconcile these two experiences integrating my knowing my identity of being source of being light into my human expression from within my human field that the dimensional gateway I utilize and I choose and I have authority over is in my field it's in my heart I don't need any vessel any portal any conduit any tool any mechanism any resource of any kind outside my field to know and be the light that I am nice deep breath please visualize or imagine beneath the soles of your feet a platform it's sturdy it's stable it's totally customized to you it's your framework your blueprint your soul signature firmly rooted solidly represented in the human expression of you in this present and in every present moment backward or forward in linear time and every other human version of you in any parallel reality all of it reconciled in the light of source that it is in an omnipresent way even amidst the human experience all of the human experiences none of them denying none of them truly separating us from the inherent light that we are eternally infinitely omnipresently and so it is oh now there's like this infinity symbol I can feel um, and the the junction is right um, right below the breastbone okay so let the the wing of the infinity symbol be representative of your your upper chakra so it's up and then another um, aspect of the wing of the infinity symbol goes down uh, reaching below the soles of your feet by the way and just visualize this white um, or platinum or golden or whatever color you're led to I like the the platinum and white and golden energy flowing through uh, the lower portion maybe down to the right and around and up the left and then meeting that junction point and then coming up the opposite way so it's coming up to the right 
up and around and then down on the left side and then over and then again just letting that energy run let that run for a moment here beautiful okay now let's let those um, wings or tails spin and rotate so the upper one as I'm looking down on it is in a counterclockwise rotation and the lower one is in a clockwise rotation and they're just spinning all on their own adjusting your rhythm your etheric rhythm your physical rhythm to this light based patterning helping you assimilate more and more of that light based energy and light based consciousness helping you loosen your grip and open your energy field to a broader awareness system that you may discern is more in alignment as you again determine with this version of source energy that you imagine that you visualize and possibly even just prefer okay 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 letting that energy run just rotate your shoulders um, wiggle your ankles ro uh, rotate your ankles just very gently your wrists just making sure we're staying in the body I don't recommend out-of-body experiences really of any kind <laughs> okay nicely done allow that energy to just run all the way up through the column of energy that is you there's like this divine pillar that runs all the way up through our energy field our energy field as I experience it is uh, a sphere okay it's a sphere it's a circle it's a it's a bubble almost okay all right fully tuned fully calibrated to the light codes and so it is <sighs> okay you can open your eyes if you haven't already beautifully done everyone oh my gosh <sighs> okay wow 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 all right if you're spinning at all that's totally okay just um, literally it is your <laughs> your body is like being uh, tuned and recalibrated to a different level of spin that's all right just hang on to something I would recommend I wouldn't recommend walking around at this point until your body assimilates and you start to settle <laughs> okay into that new rhythm of you but let this be as game-changing as you want it to be you guys this could be like a whole new life this could be a whole new journey and feel like a whole new incarnation and you didn't even have to start off in diapers again right that's transformation this is how human evolution works it's akin to multiple incarnations within the cycle uh, within the within the one human journey and rapid uh, progression of consciousness therefore um, you know aligned beliefs and attitudes and thoughts and truth systems and all of these things that assimilate to the the sense of source energy that it is assimilating to okay that's why your your uh, I want to say vision of what God is is so important um, because that's going to be your it's going to help your value system number one it's also going to help your discernment about what feels like it's a 
a pure approximation of source and where is that source energy? Is it inside of you or is it outside of you? Because if it's outside of you, then it's separate from you. And that is a separation age experience, which is fine, but I just want you to be aware that that's what it is. That's what you're having, if that's what's been going on. Um, and you can kind of point your orientation, your sense of perspective in another direction and have a whole different experience as a result of it, okay? Nice. Okay, so what is coming up? Um, going to my website here. Um, we just sent out a newsletter. A lot of the newsletters recently, you guys, have been about events. I'm doing more events that are not that are not only this, gifted webinars and remembering workshops and things. So yes, I am definitely more, um, I want to say, aware of the benefits of newsletters and making people aware of different things that I'm doing, whether it's the Cancun event or... Um, the Etna series, the Embracing the New Energy series, which is a 10-week class, um, an online experience experienced as a group that we just launched, and it's not too late to join us. Um, so under news and events on the website, just um, click right here, and it will give you some awareness of, of what that is. Um, and then the registration um, link um, in payment and signing up and all of those things are right here. I feel so um, delighted about all the things that I share that are free, literally no cost. And I don't even ask for donations anymore. I felt like that was inauthentic to say it's free and then at the back say, can you give me some money? Um, to me, that didn't feel right. I'm like, if it's free, I don't want any strings attached. I don't want to. It's free, but free without condition. You don't have to do anything to get it. So this is one of those examples. <laughs> you just get this just because I love you. Um, and there's other things that I do that require more of my time, more of my dedication, are of a different level of value. They offer a group experience. There's other things I need to set in motion and coordinate and organize. And I have decided they are of value. And if you decide they're of value, then we have a match and we come together and we experience each other in that way. And if you don't find that a value, then that is okay. <laughs> it's totally all right. We have an amazing group that is um, together for this Atmos group experience. There's still room for you if you want to join. I feel like even from now until, let's see, it's the 9th today. I would say by December 14th, that's probably a little bit late. And you may want to wait for another 10-week group experience to start at another time. But if it's between now and December, what did I just say, 14th, <laughs> 13th, um, that it's not too late. So you can register and I'll get you all hooked up and you'll start the process. Um, so there's more information about that here and I have been talking about that in the newsletters. Another thing I've obviously been talking about in the newsletters is the Cancun trip. These Putting together a trip for those of you that have never done it, oh my gosh, there are so many, <laughs> there are so many logistical details. And I take those details very seriously. So in this case, um, I found an amazing travel expert who's also a fellow bringer of light, Gail. Um, and that's how she does is she sets up travel for folks that do, you know, sacred journeys and spiritual events and things like that. So she's marketing the marketing slash offering. Marketing does not have to be a naughty word or a dirty word. It simply means, hey, I have something for you that you may want. And if you don't, that's okay, right? Um, so in my attempts to raise awareness um, to make sure people have heard about it, I have been talking about the Cancun trip, obviously. 
So that uh, link is right here, Ancient Mayan Wisdom for Divine Expansion, April 19th through April 26, 2015. Again, another amazing group coming together. You guys, this group that resonates with this kind of material, <laughs> it's so fun to hang out with each other, <laughs> I got to say, because we really do see things from a unique perspective and our, our desire to... Um, you know, be with other people that do that, you know, are kind of vibing in that same way, similar kind of truths and belief systems and views of ascension and why why we're here, what we're capable of being here. So when we go to a site, it's not just about, you know, going to a Mayan temple and like, heal me, fix me. No, <laughs> it's not just that there is some of that. But you guys, we are divine creator in human form. So as a human, like we are, tuned literally to the light of God vibration that we are from our authentic human enlightenment, we tune the sights. Then it's not just passive, you know, sucking energy from a <laughs> sacred site or temple. It's collaborative exchanges of light-based energy, honoring the, um, the site, honoring what it represented, honoring what it can represent in its most expanded definition and layers of consciousness, expanding the portals and interdimensional gateways of the physical variety of the, the non-human variety that, that we've used in other realities and as galactic time travelers. All of those things get restored and upgraded energetically by us visiting them. So we're not just going in like a toaster plugging into all these sites saying, feed me, feed me, feed me. We are bringing our light to these sites, totally tuning the energy in all of these sites. I love to do, <laughs> to do that in my own vacation and travel experiences and the opportunity to do it with another group, having two days of workshop where we do, you know, like conversations like this where I share, we have Q&A, we discuss, we do meditations, we have breaks, we eat together, we play, we take walks on the beach, whatever we want to do in our free time. And then we have five days of visiting amazing sites in the Yucatan. Um, some of them I've been to, some of them I haven't, so I'm extra excited. Actually, I'm just excited about all of them and doing it with you. Um, but that divine wisdom, I mean, the last time I was at Chichen Itza, my team was showing me the um, the, what the portal would have literally looked like in the physical. Uh, oh, God, it was just so cool. So I can't wait <laughs> to have those kinds of downloads and uploads um, alongside each of you. And for those others in the group that may have uh, tapped into their, they've wired themselves for that ability themselves, how would a fun collaboration of like, well, you know, I'm, I'm kind of feeling this and I'm kind of feeling that and oh, my God, and oh, we're all just, you know, literally being tuned and activated by the experience of knowing ourselves as light and human form done with the games of earning it done with the games of trying to heal ourselves so that we can earn our light back all of that separation age bullshit that we're just like done 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 and we get to celebrate each other and celebrate life on vacation and the Caribbean for heaven's sake um, so yes I'm excited about the Cancun trip um, and you might be excited about it too <laughs> And obviously, it's not a match for everybody because going to Cancun is an expensive proposition relative to an online experience where there's no cost involved. So, um, yes, I'm, for those that it's a match for, I would love to have you join us. And if you have questions, just send me an email at jill at beaconforlightworkers.com. 
Um, newsletters are obviously a way that we can do many things. I still use it to share messages. Um, the most recent newsletter I did mention, again, the Cancun trip, um, another layer of information for those that could consider it or would consider it. And I also included uh, the link for today's show and a link for the online classes and all those things. So um, I f- I'll be honest that I I know that some of you are irritated by the fact that the that newsletters and in some ways at the end of the show at the end of these webinars I talk about the things that I offer for pay. I'm okay that you don't like me perhaps for that reason. That is completely your choice, your option. I disagree obviously that that's a valid reason to to deny the other reasons that you may have liked my work or may continue to like my work. But that's okay. I understand. I don't really like getting emails either when it's not something that I'm interested in. So it's okay. (laughs) I'm okay with that. It's funny because there is a version of Jill that's like, well, that's not very nice. (laughs) Just unsubscribing because I've been talking about Cancun. But (laughs) I get it. I get it because I know I've been in that situation too where I'm just like, oh my God, I don't want to know the the next speaker tonight again. I haven't been able to participate in months. Stop bothering me. (laughs) And I've unsubscribed from things. So I get it. I love you. I love you. (laughs) I love you without condition. And there we go. So, okay, I think that's good. Enjoy the solstice. Our biggest recommendation for that is really to, uh, as conscious creators, we guide energy by what we're looking forward to experiencing in our humanity. What are you looking forward to experiencing in your humanity? And starting from an orientation of already being whole, already being full and holy, literally, in the light vibration that you are as source energy is a wonderful way to dream and envision and imagine and create in the uh, etheric layers so that they become a physical reality as, again, a lagging indicator at some point in our linear time. And we're creating magical experiences even as we go, just like we did today, (laughs) in my opinion. (laughs) And hopefully you liked it too. Anyway, so try and have that awareness and clarity about what you're looking for in your life. And without being overly prescriptive, I, I encourage you to be very general. I want to feel and know the love of source energy in my lifetime. When we start to get very um, detailed about what that needs to look like, I feel like we actually start to kind of self-sabotage and make it seem conditional. Like, I will be happy when. Hmm. Just recognize it's fine if it's fine to do that, and yet it is out of alignment with the source vibration. Because the source vibration can find purpose and value and even joy in exactly what's happening right now. And that's where that attitude of gratitude isn't just a platitude. (laughs) That was so funny. (laughs) God, I cracked myself up. That was awesome. That's why the attitude of gratitude isn't just a platitude. Makes me want to rap a little bit right there. (laughs) Oh my God, that's so funny. (laughs) Oh God, that's so awesome. Okay, so it isn't just a platitude because... It aligns you more naturally with what is going well. And our source energy, as we started at the beginning, is naturally at that vibration of what's going well and why this is a value and why it's okay and why it's all okay. And 
as human expression of source energy and in with authority to create and be and all these things. That doesn't mean we have magic wands to make the physical reality exactly how we detailed envision it. Rolling with the energy as it's here is highly recommended, okay? I mean, think of all the ways that we trip ourselves up by being too scripted in our goals and dreams and beliefs. And then we add on another layer of, and I'll be happy when those things happen, but not until then. That's fine. You can put your, you can put your happiness on hold. And what if for some reason that doesn't happen? What if your source energy self says, <laughs> we're, we're dampening our creator ability by not tapping into what's working so well right now? I wonder how far they'll get, is what our source energy says. This will be an experience. <laughs> Meanwhile, the human version is like, what the hell is going wrong? <laughs> yeah, not the only interpretation, not the only experience that human could be having, but it's one, and it might be the one you're having. That's okay. You're still light, and you're still loved. All those things. Lots of choices right now, Okay. All right, I'm really done this time. <laughs> I love you. Love and blessings to you. My website is beaconforlightworkers.com, B-E-A-C-O-N-F-O-R-L-I-G-H-T-W-O-R-K-E-R-S.com. All right, love and blessings and gratitude. Happy holidays. Happy solstice. Whatever you're celebrating, even if it's just that it's today and you're you, um, yay, congratulations. <laughs> Salut. Bye-bye.